0: It's episode 125 of the Keto for Women Show. You're listening to the Keto for Women Show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, we are taking on part two of the being intuitive, I guess, how to be intuitive with your body and your food and the next steps you make, basically your whole life, how to listen to your body instead of outside influence last episode, episode 124, we started in on this topic. It was part one, and we talked about basically the one reason why intuitive eating won't work for you or intuitive living. Let's call it that. Yes, I'm a nutritionist. We're going to talk about intuitive eating here on the Keto for Women show, but really this is how it pertains to all of life and listening to your intuition throughout all of life. But the one thing that can happen to keep you from being able to do that. We talked about that last week. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go do so. You can listen to it after this one and they don't have to be in order, but this is part two, I guess, of the questions that I see come in about intuitive eating and the problems that I see women face when they try to eat intuitively, to listen to their body, that kind of stuff. And today it's all about connecting or reconnecting with your body. So I feel like in every single episode of the Keto for Women show, which is now 125, at some point I say, just listen to your body and let that be your guiding force. Let that determine what you do, what you eat, how you sleep, what supplements you take, what doctor you see, if you trust the doctor or not, like listen to your body. So I say that all The time. But I think there are people out there, when I say that, it's kind of like hits up against a wall because they don't know how to listen to their body because they haven't in so long that, you know, that connection gets lost. And then we're taught now and these days, at least with people like me who believe in the power that your connection to your body can have with the next steps you take. We're telling you to listen to your body and you have no idea what that means. And you have no idea how to do that, where to even start, what it feels like, why you need to care, all that stuff. So that's what we're going to go over today because again... I wanted this to be kind of a Q&A about intuitive eating, but then when I got all the questions in about that topic, they all came back to these two answers. Last week's answers about your beliefs and your stories around food, and then this week's answers, which is like, you don't even know what your body's telling you. So you got to figure that out first. That's what we're going to do today. First, just a very quick announcement about this month's, well, yeah, I guess officially it will be when this airs, November's Empower Intensive Call. Our live coaching call for the month of November happens on Thursday, November 7th. 5 p.m. in the evening, if you're in Mountain Time, you can convert that to whatever time zone you're in to find out what time it will be for you. But we'll be live together, me coaching you all on self-sabotage. It's a big, 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 huge topic. And I think the biggest thing about self-sabotage is a lot of us don't potentially know that that's what we're doing when we continuously strive for a goal and don't hit it. (laughs) And we slide backwards. We go back and forth and back and forth. It's like a yo-yo diet thing. Or for me, it was just like, try, 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 fail, try, 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 fail, try, 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 fail, because I had self-sabotage going on. And it wasn't something that you or I need to effort harder to get to that goal. We need to be more disciplined. We need to try a different diet, try a different exercise program. None of that. You don't need more willpower. None of that. You need to understand why you self-sabotage so that you can cut it. You got to cut it. So that's what we're going to learn on November 7th together. Well, I'm going to teach you. You'll learn in a group live. I'll do some coaching. It'll be interactive. I want to hear your stories. I want to help you through what you're going through when it comes to self-sabotage, and it doesn't have to be just with your diet, your workout program, something like that. This very much also applies to health issues. It applies to financial issues, relationship issues, career or work-related issues. It applies to everything, any point where you feel stuck, which is why I have Unstuck Podcast, any point where you feel stuck in any area of your life and you feel like you just can't get what you want. Like you want something, but it always is out of reach because of your patterns. Like you want to find a good, healthy relationship, but yet you stay single or you're constantly with the wrong person. You keep going back to the people that don't serve you, whatever that may be. You want to make a lot of money, but you're stuck making, you know, barely making ends meet, not having any success, not being able to ask for a raise, same thing. But then of course, yes, we are on the Keto for Women show, so diet. You want to make the dietary changes that you need to for your health, but you can't. You keep trying and you fail. you try and you fail. You keep going back to the foods that you know you're not supposed to eat, air quotes, and It's this never-ending cycle where you know you're supposed to work out, you know you're supposed to move your body, your doctor has told you, your nutritionist has told you, your personal trainer has told you, but you just can't do it. You cannot commit to it. We need to figure out why. We need to dig into that. That's what we're going to do. November 7th, enroll seanminor.com slash Empower. So make sure you grab your seat. Even if you can't be there on the seventh, you will get all the materials. You'll get the note taking, the homework assignment for the month, all that stuff. Of course, the recording. You can listen to it as many times or watch it as many times as you need to. Just make sure that you register for that class. And I hope to see you there. Squash, self-sabotage, so you can finally get what you want. That sounds pretty amazing. I wish I had someone to help me through my issues with self-sabotage back in the day. So I hope I can do that for you. All right. So that is the only announcement for today. Let's get into today's episode, how to connect or reconnect to your body. And really it is all reconnection because we were all born with this innate wisdom or connection with our bodies. We started from birth having an intuitive sense. And that's why we cried when we were hungry. We cried when we needed our diaper changed. We cried when we were uncomfortable, when we were too hot or too cold. We had that sense of something's not right. Something doesn't feel good in my body And so I'm going to call attention to it. I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to do what's needed to be done to change that. Well, you didn't do that, but your mom or dad or siblings helped you when you were a baby to get what you needed. But then somewhere along the line, and I think it's different for everybody, but it tends to occur, it seems most often in still in our adolescent type age, you know, somewhere between maybe anywhere as early as three to 10, somewhere around there, we start to lose that connection because we start paying attention to outside influence. And a lot of times, yes, that is our parents, our siblings, our friends, our grandparents, whoever we're hanging out with quite a bit, we start paying attention to outside influence. And at first it's just with curiosity. That's how we are learning. That's how we are building our minds. That's really important. And then we start letting that influence tell us basically how to act, how to eat, how to live, how to move, all that stuff. It starts becoming a belief pattern. In our brains. So we lose that connection to our bodies as we become susceptible to outside information. And then we let that create our belief system. So what we know as true in our minds, in our subconscious minds. So your subconscious mind doesn't actually know what's true or not. It only knows what you think is true, what it took in as information back when it was you know, creating this mindset for you. So that's what you now believe is true coming from your brain, whether it is or not, that's what you believe. So this could be parents. I think, of course, parents and grandparents are huge. We see them as someone that we learn from, someone that knows more than we do. We take that information to be true. Media, something else that we just automatically take to mean that it's true. If you see a commercial or you see someone on a talk show talking about something, you automatically think that what they're saying is true magazines. That was a big one for me. I grew up reading all the teen magazines. I loved them. And I thought that every single thing they said was the absolute truth, 100%. And that really significantly impacted me for many years down the road. Books, of course, professionals and doctors. So Yeah, we go to the doctor, especially in our younger years, before we know that we could potentially get a second opinion or think something differently, and that's okay. You take that information as true. And then just also things repeated over and over and over and over again. So even if it isn't necessarily someone that you trust and respect their opinion and you really see them as a professional or a doctor or your parents, someone that you really take their advice to heart... Even if it's not that person, but you hear and see it over and over and over and over again, like for instance, the calories in versus calories out thing. If you hear that over and over and over again, and we talked about this last week, that also becomes part of your belief system. So yes, this impacts a lot of things. And we talked about some of that last week, but what I want to talk about today is how that impacts your connection with your body and intuition. Because now you can see that when you're taking in all that outside information, you're using that to guide your life, your actions, what you say, what you do, what you eat, what you think, like everything, right? You're using that information. And so you're basically cutting ties with your own internal guidance system. You're losing touch with what your body is communicating to you and your intuition is telling you is the right path for you. Let's first talk a little bit more about what it means to connect with your body or to use your intuitive sense. So let's talk about what that would mean for you. Connecting with our body means being in touch with our body. It means noticing and understanding what is going on with it. And it's taking stock of what you're feeling and where you're feeling it, how it feels and why you're feeling it. And I think that is a big one that we are not doing. Your body is sending you communication via the way it feels quite often and we're ignoring it. We're not paying attention and we're definitely not asking those questions, where do I feel this, how does it feel, and why might I be experiencing this? And of course, I'm kind of using connecting with your body And using your intuition in the same kind of realm, kind of to mean the same thing. But connecting with your body, yes, it does mean using your intuition. You cannot be in touch with your body until you have connected with your intuition. And so now some of you are like, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't even know where you're going with this. The definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. For me, I like to think of it this way, and I know that I have described this on the show before, so you may already know this about me. I separate my thoughts into two different places. One is my ego or the logical mind, and that is kind of over my right shoulder. It's kind of, you can think of this devilish talk, I guess. And then I have my intuition or my knowing mind, and that is kind of over my left shoulder. It's the angel type talk. I separate those two out, and I really very clearly try to know when I have thoughts where are they coming from? Which one? Are they coming from my ego, the devil, or are they coming from my intuition, the angel? And caveat right here, let me break in to say that the ego isn't bad. It's not a bad thing. It very much is needed in our lives and in our minds. There's a place for it and it's just good to have. But for me, often my ego kind of takes on a little devilish tone to it. It often leads me astray. And so that's kind of why I visualize it that way. But just so you know, it's not bad. We need it and it's good, but also very important to be able to make a distinction between the two. This episode of the Keto for Women show is sponsored by Molecule. I am beyond ecstatic to introduce you to this amazing company doing the right thing to purify our air. As someone who has had serious mold illness and really needed air purification at its finest, Molecule is the one doing it right. Molecule is reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. It's not just an improvement on existing outdated technology, but a complete reinvention of air purification. Global air pollution is worsening at an ever-increasing rate. I think we all know that over 80% of people living in urban areas that monitor air pollution are exposed to air quality below World Health Organization standards. That is scary stuff. And worse news is that indoor air can be up to five times worse than outdoor air. And of course, most of us are spending around 90% of our time indoors. Unlike HEPA filters, molecule air purifiers destroy indoor air pollutants at a molecular level removing them from the air you breathe. Molecule uses PICO technology to destroy VOCs, bacteria, mold, viruses, and allergens. This scientific breakthrough enables PICO to destroy pollutants a thousand times smaller than what HEPA filters can capture. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. Molecule now offers their breakthrough Pico technology across a range of products, providing a solution for the entire home when it comes to air purification. Whether you need the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms, you can now choose the unit that is best for your space. For 10% off your first air purifier order, visit molecule.com and enter Keto the number four women at checkout. That's M O L E K U L E dot com and enter Keto the number four women for 10% off your first air purifier order. Molecule.com which one is your ego and which one is your intuition. So every single time you have a thought, it's coming from one of the two. And being able to decipher that is really important. So here are some examples. And I know we've gone over this before. We're going to do it again. Your ego, when it comes to your body, would sound something like you need to look a certain way to be accepted. You need to be a certain weight to be attractive. You need to diet to get there. The only way you'll ever lose weight is by reducing your calories fat is bad for you, all of these things that we have been taught and told and that kind of replay themselves over and over and over in our heads, even though we don't want to believe them, we try not to believe them, they're still there. Whereas your intuition, this is what it's saying to you, follow me to be your best self. What would be the best for me in this moment? That's what your intuition is saying. It's not riddling off all of these rules and restrictions and things you have to do and don't have to do and should and shouldn't and can't and won't. It's not any of that. All it is, is follow me to be your best self. And with that, the question, of course, is what would be best for me in this moment? If you can start asking yourself that in, let's say, five to 10 situations per day, If you can ask yourself that, life will change. Life will absolutely change. You will be efficiently and effectively using your intuitive guidance instead of letting that ego take over. And I can't even explain it. It's a whole new world. But I can tell you what it will feel like. And this is really important to know because Again, we are working to tap back in to our bodies and to start feeling things. And this is what it feels like when you have successfully accomplished that. It feels like confidence. I think that is one of the best, best, best words to describe what it feels like when you are fully using your intuition and fully acknowledging your ego, but then choosing to go the route of trusting and believing your intuition and connecting with your body and learning what your body needs and going that route. You feel confident because you know that you are always doing the exact best thing for you and your body and your situation in that moment. It's just pure confidence. You don't need to look to any outside source for anything because you know deep inside and you feel that. You feel that confidence. You feel that connection and that's that. That's all you need. But then of course, it also feels like clarity and I would say calmness. I think both of those can kind of go together because you are very clear in what you're doing and why and that if anything changes, you will know because you're trusting your body, you're trusting your intuition, you're going with what it is telling you is best for you in the moment. And so you have this clarity of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And that comes with calmness. I think actually both confidence and clarity would then lead to calmness and just peace. Peace and ease is like my goal. I think those are some of my highest values that I have is peace and ease in my life. I want both. I strive for both in every single thing I do, and that's why that was kind of the driving force behind why I got so involved in mindset work, of course, but also really working to use my intuition and tap into that and let that be my guidance system. Calmness, peace and ease, doesn't that sound amazing? It also feels like this gentle knowing. So when it is your ego, it doesn't feel gentle. It feels very forced. It feels very strong. It feels very negative. It feels like uneasy. It's not going to flow. It just won't flow. And I talk about this on the Unstuck Podcast quite often because you want to feel that flow versus force. That would be a big indicator of where you're sitting, you know, an ego versus intuition. This gentle knowing comes with that flow of intuition. Like you just know what you're doing is right. It's right for you in this moment. And that's all that matters. And you know that the next moment you'll be guided and the next moment you'll be guided all throughout life in every direction, in every way. And one of the biggest things about following your intuition and connecting with your body is the fact that sometimes it may push you to an uncomfortable place. This is very much what I noticed, even in this transition of my life right now and my business right now, where I am kind of taking a pivot and talking about something completely different besides keto. That was very uncomfortable for me to do that, to basically create a whole new business and not know what the future holds in that business. But I also knew it was almost like it was fear, but it was a calm fear. I don't really know how to explain it. It was like, yes, there was a little bit of that unknowing type fear, but it was never from a place of, oh my gosh, I shouldn't do this. It was always just, I can't explain it, but it wasn't in a bad way. And maybe you have noticed that before where you're guided into an uncomfortable place, somewhere you've never been before, somewhere you don't know a bunch about, you don't know what the future holds. It may be, even if we're talking about diet, it may be this place where it's like you've never not tried to eat 1,200 calories a day, but then your intuition is really telling you you need to eat enough food. You need to fully embrace the nutrients in your food, eat plenty of food so that you have enough energy throughout the day. And so you're a little worried, like what does that look like? How does that feel when you actually eat enough food and you eat more than this allotted 1200 calories that you've been following for 13 years? So that could be a place where we're noticing it too. And again, it may push you to a place of discomfort, but not in a bad way. You will still feel that gentle, calm, clarity, confidence peace thing going on at the same time. Now here's what it doesn't look like. So this is where I want you all to really tune in and see if you can recognize yourself in any of this to determine, oh, I haven't been listening to my intuition. I haven't been connecting with my body in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. This is how you will know. First of all, the easy one, you're not connecting to your body, like as in you don't feel when things happen. Or if you do, you feel like, for instance, you feel an ache or you feel a pain and immediately just go take some Advil, some aspirin, something like that. Instead of thinking more about why, like what does that pain actually feel like? How did it happen? Where did it come from? why could this be going on? So digging in deeper. Remember, if we know that anything that happens in our body physically, like if you feel those aches and pains, if you feel like something's off, if you notice a symptom, and this is something I've said throughout all of the Keto for Women show past two and a half years now, if you feel any of that, those are signs. Those are just signs from your body. That is the way it is communicating with you that something is not right. If you are not feeling that and taking the time then to dig in deeper, to ask yourself all the questions, because that really is going to help you know so much more about what your body does not doesn't like, does not doesn't want. And from there, that's when intuition can come up. Because from there, you can kind of start getting this sense of okay, so my ankle hurts when I run. So, what is my intuition telling me to do in this moment? Do I keep running, even though my ankle keeps hurting? Do I try out something different? Do I go to the physical therapist? Do I go get it dry needled? What do I do? And this could be a place where if you just settle it down, take more information in from that ankle, just You know, ask those questions. Why does this happen? How does it feel? When do I notice it? Where exactly is it? Where else could also feel this pain? Ask those questions and then get quiet and see what the next move is. Instead of again, just kind of trying to numb it out, relieve the symptoms and go about your life and then try to run again and it keeps happening. So It's a very basic example, but we can use that in a lot of different ways. Again, we are looking for information. And the more information you gather from your physical body, the easier it will be to use your intuition to guide you through the next steps. So it also doesn't look like following your intuition, connecting with your body does not look like following a diet or a meal plan that someone else has laid out for you. It does not look like following someone else's macro counts, their meal plans, what they eat, how they create their breakfasts, anything. The amount of calories someone else eats, it does not work that way. I think you all know that by now. If you've listened to other episodes of this show, you know that. But There is nothing that will get you further from eating intuitively, being intuitive with the rest of your life, connecting with your body, than allowing someone else to tell you what to eat. It's not how it works. It does not work that way. That's not how life is. That's not how it's meant to be. That will get you further and further from this connection that you're looking for. Here's another example, being hungry and not eating. Being hungry and not eating is just blatant disregard for your body telling you it needs fuel. That is what hunger is. That is what our bodies are designed to do. And if you are ignoring that or trying to outrun that because you have to fit into a certain amount of macros or calorie count or something, and you're not eating even though you're hungry, again, we are cutting that connection. It's like basically you giving a Blatant message to your body that you don't trust it, that you don't trust it, you don't want to hear what it has to say. I'm just going to follow something else entirely. I will not listen. And that's not good. That's not the right message that we want to send to our bodies. And then also, same kind of thing goes eating what you're supposed to eat versus eating what you want to eat. And again, supposed to in air quotes, big time. So, eating what you're supposed to eat instead of eating what you want. This is, again, where I see a lot of women come up short when they are trying to eat intuitively because they cannot get past what they are supposed to eat versus what they're not supposed to eat. This is good. This is bad. I shouldn't have this. I should have this. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. We talked about this a bunch over the past few episodes. So That is, again, blatant disregard for your body's signals. There is a reason why your body wants something. And even cravings have a reason behind it. So there's a reason, but you are not taking the time to ask those questions, to dig in deeper, to find out why do I want this versus this? Why am I craving this? What does all this mean? What do I really need here? This is what we have to do if we want to start gaining that trust in our bodies and trusting ourselves, trusting our intuition, you have to have that connection and and answer those questions for yourself. Just be more mindful of all of it. Another example, taking supplements without really knowing that you need them. So huge. So many people are doing this, looking for, again, that Band-Aid without taking in more information, without even knowing if that's something that they need or that they're dealing with or that their body would do well with. This is where you have to do the work to find out what's really going on. Yes, it probably involves working with a professional to some degree so that you can understand what's going on in your body, what did they recommend because they have looked at that, they have seen things going on in your lab results or something where they know that that recommendation is right for you. Because remember, just because a health practitioner is recommending something for you, that doesn't mean you have to listen. You can get another opinion. You can take the matter into your own hands. You can go see someone else. You can also use your intuition to know if that's the right recommendation. If you feel like oh, like they're recommending this, but I just, I don't see it. Like, I don't see how this is going to help. This doesn't really seem like something that I want to take. And can I tell you one of the biggest reasons that you forget to take your supplements is because maybe you're not supposed to be taking at least one of them in there. So that is a huge reason to you know keep missing your supplement dose is because you're Potentially, your body doesn't need it. So, it's not going to guide you to take it. So, take a look at that and make sure that you feel good about what you are taking as far as supplements go. And you know why, and you know that you need it. Believing a doctor when they say nothing's wrong with you, even when you don't feel right. Huge. And I know we get this so much. The amount of messages I have gotten with this story saying, I went to the doctor. It didn't feel good. This, this, and this was going on. All my results came back fine. He said, she said, I was fine. Don't need to do anything. Everything's good. Maybe I just need to lose weight or work out more, eat more vegetables, eat more whole grains, (laughs) these things that we get from the doctor. But you still don't feel right. You know, and this is already using your intuition. You know you don't feel right. You know you don't feel good. You know this is not how your body is supposed to be operating. But yet, if you take that advice from the doctor and don't find a second opinion, don't go somewhere else, don't do more research, don't be the advocate for your body, and you just accept that, that is complete disconnection from your body, complete disconnection from your intuition, and a huge sign that we need to tap back in. All right. So those are my big examples. Although I think there are many, many, many more that I could just talk about all day of what it looks like to not be connected with your body or intuition. But I think you get the point, And I think that you will See this if you want to, if you can take the time to start noticing and do this work that we're talking about today, you'll notice when your ego takes over or when you do allow those outside influences into your life instead of really connecting with your own body, you'll start noticing and you'll have your own examples. Now, before we get into how to do all this, how to get to this point where we reconnect with our body and our intuition, I want to reiterate why it is so important. This is a non-negotiable, in my opinion. If you want to really, truly gain the health that you're looking for, the body you're looking for, the freedom you're looking for, the life you're looking for, money, relationship, career, success, whatever it is that you are looking for, This really does need to be your number one priority. Let me tell you why. First of all, your body knows what is best for you. It is so cool to think about that, to think about all of the work and struggle and research and diets and all the things that we have done when really all along your body has always and will always know What is best for you. So you don't really have to do all that work, all that struggle, all that effort, all the things that we've been doing. We don't really have to do that because our intuition always knows what is best for us. Second reason, it is much less stressful and time consuming, even just hearing that. You know, knowing now that your body always knows what is best for you. I mean, just think about all the time that you would have saved and all the stress and the struggle and the frustration and the lack of confidence, all that stuff. Think about how much less you would have had in your life if from day one you never lost sight, you never lost that connection with your body. It is so much Less stressful and time consuming. The third reason trust, respect, and love for your body are non negotiables to achieving the wellness you desire. You will continue to struggle. And to have hardships and to have more and more symptoms and to be more and more confused and frustrated and not know what else to do and continue to try more and more and more things and effort harder and harder and harder until you really truly embrace the trust, respect, and love for your body. I know you may find that hard to believe. I know you may not want to do that, but trust me... (laughs) and trust your body. This is how it works. And if you don't believe me, I would highly encourage you to go listen to the first few episodes of the Unstuck Podcast. I talk specifically about this and why, especially trust, respect, and love. They are high vibration emotions and they have to be in alignment with what you want in order to get what you want. And if you want wellness... Wellness is a high vibe place. And trust, respect, and love are high vibe emotions. Hate, fear, frustration, confusion, those are very low vibe emotions. I won't get into it any further here because I'm saving that conversation. This is what we talk about on the Unstuck podcast. You can go find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Unstuck, but Just trust me. You can either trust me and believe that and not listen or go listen and understand why. (laughs) But I'm not going to take the time to do that here more than just that little bit I gave you. This episode is sponsored by Ned. You guys, I am so incredibly excited to finally be able to share with you a brand of hemp products that I fully trust, respect, and stand behind 100%. I have spent over a year researching CBD and hemp brands for both myself and you, of course, but there are so many companies out there doing it all wrong, it's scary, I finally found Ned and immediately fell in love. I had a wonderful, informative conversation with the co-founder who gave me the rundown on their processes, assuring me that their hemp was organically grown under the very best conditions right here in Colorado, not too far from Boulder, actually. He explained to me they're very gentle, slow, and cold ethanol-based extraction means none of the vital nutrients in the hemp are compromised and that they only produce Full spectrum hemp products because they retain and concentrate all the naturally occurring healing compounds in the plant, which provides the full spectrum of the plant's potency. Obviously, very important. And then he went on to talk about their brand new Women's Natural Cycle line. Can this company get any cooler? They now carry four NED products perfectly in sync with the four phases of your natural cycle. They are all slow crafted with love from seed to bottle by an extraordinary group of women and are made with all natural, organic, non-GMO and ethically wild crafted ingredients. I was sold. I have now been taking the natural cycle line for a few months and have been absolutely loving it. My periods have been smooth sailing, no cramps, no PMS, just an easy cycle all month long. I now have my dad on Ned's full spectrum hemp oil for his joint pain and sleep issues and my sister on it for her stress and mood management. With four kids between the ages of four and 12 and being a full-time high school math teacher, she needs hemp in her life. I kid you not, they both sent me a text a few days after their delivery saying, I think this hemp stuff really works. Literally, both, the exact same text to me. Obviously, they are now both hooked And side note, I should mention I have never gotten either one of them to take anything ever. So this is a big deal. For those that don't know much about hemp, here's the deal. Hemp has been used for thousands of years to support health and wellness and despite the common misconception, does not get you high. What it will do, however, is help regulate homeostasis in nearly every biological system in your body, bringing balance to body and mind by nourishing your body's endocannabinoid system. While I would love to spend more time explaining exactly why and how all of this works, I will instead refer you to Ned's website, helloned.com, to get all the education and background on the magic that is hemp. It really works. That's all I have to say. If you are dealing with inflammation, pain, mood issues, sleep issues, PMS, hormone imbalance, whether cycling or not, stress management issues, or just want to feel better, Ned's Hemp is your new best friend. Ned is offering our listeners 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Head to helloned.com and use code SHAWN, S-H-A-W-N at checkout. Again, helloned.com. Coupon code SEAN for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Get ready to fall in love with Ned. And then the last one, which is really just kind of reiterating everything I just said, you will forever be on that struggle bus until you do. Until you do, reconnect with your body, tap into your intuition, use all of it to guide you And let your body lead the way to what is best for you in each and every moment. You're going to continue to struggle. So I don't want that for you. I know you don't want that for you. There are ways out and this is the way. All right. So now that we got all that out of the way, let me go through my list of how to reconnect with your body and intuition. The first one is my absolute favorite. I really think if you only take one thing away from this episode, let it be this. Body scans. Do a body scan every day. It doesn't have to be long. I think this would be a great alternative to meditation. If you can't get into meditation, you're having a hard time, or maybe you just want to try something different in your meditation. For the first, gosh, probably year that I started meditating, I did a body scan as my meditation and I loved it. And it really, truly got me so much better connected with my body and, you know, subsequently my intuition. So all you're going to do, lay down or you can stay seated, whatever is most comfortable, seated or lying down, just get comfortable and take a few deep breaths. Make sure you're relaxed. Make sure everything's in order. You feel good. You feel relaxed. Your mind is on the present and all you're going to do, close your eyes too, of course, so that you can really, truly relax and really, truly focus inward. All you're going to do is start from the very tippy top of your head and then work your way down slowly, as slow as you can with the amount of time that you have available. Work your way down slowly and feel every part Of your body. So feel your forehead, feel your nose, feel your lips, feel your neck, feel your shoulders, feel your chest, feel your back, feel your belly, feel your butt cheeks, feel your quads, feel your hamstrings, feel your calves, feel your toes, feel your arms. I lost the arm somewhere in there. So, you know, you get what I mean. So slowly work down all the way from the top of your head, all the way down to the tip of your toes, every single part of your body and stay in each part of your body for as long as you can. Again, if you have five minutes, spend like 20 seconds on each part of your body and you don't have to count or anything like that. Just, you know, work your way down with the time that you have and what you're doing. First of all, you're connecting to each part of your body with your mind, which is very important. But then you're also, you can kind of start feeling for places that seem stuck, like physically stuck. Where am I holding tightness? Where do I have pain? What feels uncomfortable right now, even though I'm in a really comfortable position? Again, you're just noticing those sensations in your body as you are, you know, sitting very still, you're focused inward, you're making that connection. And if you feel very disconnected with your body, I would highly suggest you do this for at least five minutes every single day. I'd say even for a month to really start building that connection and trust with your body. But as you know, you progress, then it could just be something that you do when you do start feeling disconnected or you start noticing your ego take over, you start feeling like you don't really know what your body's telling you. You don't know if you've used your intuition in a while. This is a great place to come back. It's like coming back home to your starting point where you know that your intuition is involved and you know that you're connecting with your body from this really loving place, this really loving and relaxed place of just trying to get more information. And it's also something that you can do quickly. If you just have 30 seconds and you just need to decompress, you need to get back to using your intuition and you want to make sure you're connected, you can just focus, do that very quickly, just even sitting at your desk in the car, whatever, if you're stuck in traffic, don't close your eyes in the car. But you know, you can just really quickly jump through each one of your body parts and see how you're feeling. Just take that moment to connect and see how it goes for you. The next thing is to move your body. Of course, you know I'm gonna say this, but of course you have to move your body. And more importantly, you have to do the movement in order to connect with your body, but you also do so mindfully. See how it feels to when you are lifting weights or you are hiking or you're at yoga. And yoga is a great place for obviously mindful movement where you really do stay connected with your body. And if that's something that you're not doing in your yoga practice, and you're just trying to go through the motions, See, that's not how yoga should be. It should be a place for you to really connect with what your body is saying and telling you how it feels, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and just operating based on that in that practice. But the same thing goes when you're on your run, when you're lifting weights, when you're in dance class, when you're on a hike or a walk. The same rules apply as far as mindfulness goes. How does your body feel that day? What parts of your body do and don't feel good? Are you getting the message that you're doing too much or too little? Do you have more or less energy than you expected? Do you need to slow down or pick up your pace to be in alignment with what feels good? Just always focusing on what is best for me in this moment. Again, that is the question. That is the main question, what is best for me in this moment? Maybe you do have tons of energy and instead of just taking a walk, you could jog a little bit. Or instead of getting the 10 pound kettlebell, you could get the 20 pound kettlebell. You know, just really focusing on being as mindful as you can while you move. So moving is one thing, but I think a lot of us, definitely I have an issue with this too. I kind of zone out and I don't focus on my body. I don't pay attention to what it's telling me. This is the time to reconnect right then and there. Another thing, self-care. Of course, we know that self-care is extremely important, but we can also take it up a notch if we truly want to focus on connecting with our body and do self-care that involves your physical body. Maybe that's getting a massage or maybe it's doing your own body butter treatment and you're kind of massaging that into your own body, wherever you can take the time to connect physically With your own body and touch your own physical body. And of course, being mindful as you're doing that with how it feels, what feels good, what feels bad. Is it uncomfortable for you to touch certain parts of your body? Just be super mindful of that whole experience and learn from it. Learn how connected or disconnected you've been with your body up until then. Next one. Ask a lot of questions. Again, we've talked about this several times, even just in this episode, but we have that big question, the what is best for me in this moment. And like I said, I encourage you in all of your life to ask that question and wait for the answer. It may not come right away. Your ego might chime in, but uh, ask that question and wait for the answer that feels gentle and knowing And do that five to 10 times per day. I know it seems like a lot, but you'd be amazed at the amount of situations that come up where we do need that question. So that is kind of the mother question. But we can also ask, we're just asking all kinds of questions about everything. So when it comes to food specifically, you're questioning everything. You're questioning what sounds good, how hungry am I? Am I satisfied yet? And this would be while you're eating. Am I satisfied yet or do I need more food? Did I get overly full? What would make me feel satisfied? Would it be this huge salad or would it be a piece of chocolate? How do I feel after that meal? Did it give me any sort of unwanted symptoms? Am I feeling really good? Do I still feel hungry? Do I need more? What would I do differently? Did I like it? Did I enjoy that meal? ask everything. Ask everything. That is the goal. That is what you do when you eat intuitively. You're constantly asking yourself questions when it comes to your food. Every single time I go to the fridge or the cupboard, I always ask myself, what would satisfy me? What sounds satisfying right now? Because that's what I want. I want to feel satisfied from my food. I want to know that it is nourishing me properly, but I also want to feel like I got what I wanted out of that meal, I guess. So I'm always, every single time I eat, asking those kinds of questions. But then those questions, like going back to when you're connecting with your body about how it feels, ask yourself those questions about how you feel. If you do have an ache or a pain or a health symptom, something like that ask more questions, ask all the questions, every question you can think of. And I know it probably seems kind of daunting right now if this isn't something that you've done before or in a long time, but it's not, it's very quick. It's a very quick and easy process, especially once you are connected or reconnected with your body and your intuition does guide you, then it's just like a Rolodex of questions almost and you go through them really quickly and you come out with a conclusion about what is best for you In that moment, quite easily. It's just we have to keep asking the questions. And then, my last recommendation, of course, is to journal, write about it, especially when it comes to intuitive eating. Journal about the meal that you ate, how you felt before and after, if it actually satisfied you or not. Just, I guess, getting the process out onto paper will really help you see how your mind works. In relationship to food, and again, this can go for anything else, but we're going to talk specifically about food and health and body here. So the same rules apply if you're having body image issues or if you're having health, you know, you're kind of feeling down about your health symptoms and more and more stuff keeps happening and you don't know where to go or what to do next. Write about it. Write about all of it. Ask the questions. Remember, we're asking all the questions and then write out your answer. So this is how you can really start seeing how your mind works. And I think then you'll also really see the value in doing that kind of work and asking those questions. And another thing, while you are journaling and you're answering those questions, once you have that question answered, ask this, is this true? Do I know for sure that this is true? Again, if you've done the work by Byron Katie, this is kind of her framework do I know for sure that this is true? Whatever that answer is, that's kind of how you will also know if that's coming from your ego or your intuition and if you are truly connecting with your body because if you know it's true, that is connection. If you're like, "Uh, well, that actually might be not be true. I'm kind of making that up or I don't know that for sure. I'm just thinking that that's what it is." Then that is most likely coming from your ego and that intuitive sense hasn't quite been developed. So you can keep working on that and journaling it out and asking the questions and doing it in your head, but then writing it out when you can, it just makes such a big difference. So those are my tips to get you started. I have many, many more, but I didn't want to overwhelm you. And like I said, if you're not gonna do any of those, please just do one, Start, just do a body scan. Spend this week, Give me, how about 10 days of doing a body scan, at least five minutes per day, and see if that doesn't help you then get a little bit more motivated to ask yourself questions about what do I want to eat or what do I want to do for my exercise today? See if that's just can be kind of the bridge to get you to this point where maybe your intuition is in there and maybe you can start hearing it. I think that would be the best first step. And then, so that's my first ask. My second ask is five to 10 times a day. What is best for me in this moment? Probably not going to be the first answer you hear. That's probably going to be your ego. Remember, allow it to come. It's that gentle knowing that you're looking for, that confidence that you're looking for. Wait for that answer. All right, that will wrap it up for today. Again, if you enjoyed this kind of information, this kind of talk, and you want to explore not just with food, well, even if you do only want to explore it with food, but if you're looking for this kind of work in other areas of your life, or maybe you know somebody who does, this is what we're doing over on Unstuck. So please head over there, give me a few episodes, see if you like it. I mean, the feedback I'm getting has been way more than I ever expected. People just really already having some light bulb moments. And I would love that for you too. If you haven't already head over Unstuck, you can search for that and you will find it. Thank you all so much. I'll see you next week.